Howdy, howdy, and welcome to My Bloody Judy with your final forgets. Myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. Oh my goodness, we have made it to early 2022. I have to say, 2022 has not been that bad so far, especially now, because, why, why, why? I think a new horror movie that maybe we were both excited about uh, that's maybe from my favorite horror franchise came out. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's fun. You know, what's interesting is that we had, um, so my favorite horror franchise is Halloween. And I think I would say maybe this one would be second for me, but this one is Ian's number one favorite horror franchise. And so they came out pretty close together, didn't they? And like, I guess Halloween ends comes out this year if they stick with that schedule. So, you know, we've got Halloween films and a Scream film all like in one sort of time period. How exciting is that? I, I mean, I'm no longer excited for Halloween ends. If we're being honest, Fuck after off. that last okay. movie, I'm like, all right, <laughs> shut up. You're not allowed. I will shit on this whole movie. If you're going to do that. <laughs> what? I, did... <laughs> I, I said that during our recording. I, I made me off. nervous. I'm done, screen. guys. Thank you guys so much. Where can they find my bloody Judy, Ian? Um, uh, yeah, up your butt. <laughs> up your butt and around the corner. What were your initial... Because uh, we both we both have seen it twice now uh, at the time of this recording. and so I wasn't sure you had seen it three times. No, just twice. So your initial uh, your initial viewing experience and then your second one. Um, I loved it both times. I would say... The issues that I had, which I still like do have some critiques. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I feel like you and I will probably agree on the stuff that like I had issues with. Overall, even watching it the first time, I was like, okay, like I don't like this part, but I don't care because this is so enjoyable and so well done. I seeing it the second time, those issues like were nothing for me. Like I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and I will say when I got out on Thursday, I was like, this is my second favorite screen movie. Like, I can't believe how good this was getting out this time. I might even have the like crazy opinion of it's like tied for first for me. What, with what the is first. wrong with you? I don't. Yeah, I'm not there. I'm not there. Um, I, I tried so hard not to watch any of the promos for it. I watched the first trailer. We did a trailer reaction for it. And I tried after that not to watch anything else for it and not to really get anything, you know, try not to pick up on like theories and stuff like that. I had my own, but you know, I, I tried not to give into all of the chatter about it. And I think it did seep in a little bit because I, I, I saw all the reviews that were like, this is so good. The twist is so amazing. Like everything is so great about it. Like this movie is a perfect movie, flawless, you know? And in the, my first viewing experience, um, watching it, I had a really great time and I loved it, but I left feeling a little like not let down. It definitely wasn't the letdown that I felt leaving Halloween kills, but I was also, I, I think it was, it didn't, I, I think I went in, not knowing I had an expectation there and it didn't meet the expectation because I was waiting for some big twist that was like amazing and, you know, unexpected and all of that. And it didn't really do that for me. Um, and there was no part of it where I was just like, wow, I can't believe this. I can't believe what I'm watching. This is crazy. There was no part like that for me. I think my theater was also super dead. We had like a fair amount of people in there. It was kind of dead. I, you know, anytime I would do a little whoop, like it was complete silence. Like nobody gave a fuck. It was just not the viewing experience I really wanted. Now we went to see it tonight, and because 
I already knew what I was going into now, and I didn't wasn't really expecting some big like dramatic twist or anything like that. I had a fucking blast watching it tonight. Like this, it was so fun, and it was such a great movie, and I I could really like sit in and enjoy all of the performances and all of the like storytelling, you know, and all the Easter eggs, and it was it was great this time around. Um, I don't know. I've been asking everybody, aside from me, and this is the first time me and Ian are talking about this, but I've been asking everybody where this kind of ranks in, in your franchise. And you're saying tied for top first. I still think, for me, uh, I like the first one. I think the third one, it just has like a little nostalgic feel for me. So I really like the third one next. I think maybe this one would come after the third one, and then two and four are like duking it out for the for the next spot. You know, you and I are the only like... I, well, not only, I'm sure, but like, I yeah. feel like you and I are the only two like big Scream fans that don't love the second, like everyone, like some of them love the second one the most. Oh yeah. This year it's been getting like rave reviews this year. And it's for me, it's like really good. And it's got great moments like Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, the it's opening, not like we like, don't like it. Fantastic. Yeah. It's just not my, I think out of two and three, it kind of goes along two and three are, but it's basically like which elements are more fun for you. Right. And I mm -hmm. think though, you know, the Hollywood set is more fun for me. So I think that's why I rank a little bit higher, but yeah, there's been a lot of chatter about two and, and people fucking love it. And so this year's what the 25th. People were annoyed so. at our review because they thought we were too mean. I know. I do think we have to redo it. We have to redo all of them. <laughs> I have something snobby to say. <laughs> mm, so it. okay, I try not to be, outwardly snobby on my podcast i try not to yeah. be but i will say that like if you if like someone thinks this movie was bad i there are very they're like it's like a small group of movies that like if you think they're bad i think you have bad taste and now yeah. this is in that like because like you know i love marvel movies but like you know i don't care that like you don't love them all like for me that's yeah. like eh, depending on if you love fun superhero shit like i get why people they're not for people is how i view it like yeah. i understand that um but like i don't know man like it's like the second star wars movie that ryan johnson did this spider-man no way home um i'm trying to think they're like it's like five movies where like i think you have bad taste if you don't like them um and i loved that this movie kind of incorporated that like i love that second star wars that ryan johnson did i think it's like the best yeah. star wars movie and i think like there's a certain type of and they made fun of that they like brought that up to be like oh ryan johnson did that stab movie and we don't like it he didn't know what he was doing with that franchise like i love that they yeah. specifically went there with that to talk about like toxic fandom because for me that's also like i'm like fuck all you star wars fans that are assholes and like want to like review bomb it because it had women doing shit um yeah. yeah i don't know i like so now that this movie falls into like that where i'm like mm, like two people commented on slayer fest instagram to say how bad the new scream was and like mm -hmm. what did some guy was like what did you even like about it if i may ask and i was like i could ask you what you didn't like about it. it's a different opinion and he was like yeah but you don't actually care about my opinion and i was like he's right i don't so i'm like, stopping no, don't really i'm sorry i'll ask you to be nice but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> outside of that i'm probably not gonna read the message um yeah. yeah you know it's not a bad movie at all it's actually a pretty great movie it's like w well filmed it's well acted it's 
it's like. The story isn't even like, it's not even a bad story, you know. I think my only misgivings with it were that I somehow had expectations going into it, even though I tried so hard to go into it without any expectations so it wasn't ruined. Um, say, you you like looked at it less than I did. And it fucking still did it for me because I kept seeing those rave reviews. And so I was expecting to see like a rave movie and for me it wasn't it it, I, it was yeah the second viewing was where i kind of found all of my appreciation for the whole thing right um so let's start with this opening because the opening we've done a lot of talking about the opening and what the opening was going to entail what was it was going to be um it, I, I guess my first question for you would be like where does this opening kind of rank for you in the franchise i guess that'll be a good starter also my second favorite opening. I, I think they fucking nailed it. So oh, like gosh. watching it that first time when she's having to answer questions about stab, which is just basically her answering yeah. questions about scream. I was getting choked up. So I was like, this is so good. <laughs> Fuck. And like her yelling, Gail Weathers, motherfucker. I was like, ah, this is all I wanted. Like, I think my only critique I, is that it wasn't a little bit longer because I did really like it. I, I thought this was so good. And Jenny Ortega is an actress that I wasn't the biggest fan of because uh, she was in the Babysitter 2 movie, right? And you haven't seen that one. Um, I did not like her all that Wait, much. Wait, who in the was babys- she in that movie? She was like the I punk have seen girl. That. Yeah, she's like the punk girl, you know, the whoever. I, I didn't like that movie, so. Yeah, I didn't like the movie. I didn't like her in it. She's so fucking cool in this movie, and, like, she was so good. And poor, poor Tara is this little, 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 little woman, 50-pound woman oh, being wait, thrown. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes, I was getting, who were you talking about? Uh, what do you mean, who am I talking about? The, the, oh, like, the Tara is who you were talking about. Yes. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Jenny Ortega. Jenny Ortega. Plays Jenny, right. Sorry, yes. yes. Um, and this little 50-pound girl is being thrown all over the place. And, she, you know, she gets stitched up and she's still thrown everywhere and thrown <laughs> yes. into walls and out of her wheelchair. All because she liked the fucking Babadook, by the way. Like, that's it. Right. <laughs> because she, because she, and this felt like, this felt like me, right? This felt like, mm-hmm. I was so happy to see them putting... Like, my type of horror into this. Like, I love all types of horror, but I really do enjoy a hereditary Babadook, you know? Um, and, but there are, there's, like, a division in, like, a horror fandom, right? Whereas, like, those are not, those are, like, snobby horror films, and they are. But, you know, I loved seeing her talk about those. And <laughs> the fact that at the end, she's still like, I still prefer the Babadook. <laughs> she is the MVP of this movie for me. She's my favorite character of this whole movie. She wasn't my favorite character, but I yeah. I felt she should have been almost the main girl. Like, I thought she was fucking great. And, like, yeah. you're right. Like, especially, like, you don't even realize, because she's by herself that first half. Yeah. You don't realize how teeny she is, but she is tiny. And, like, she, like, she sells the fear. I don't think there had been an opening, because we didn't really get, that right like we we didn't get an opening that was like drew's opening where it's like someone by themselves like blah 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 so like you know it's not like i think jada pinkett smith did a bad job it's just she wasn't like by herself like in this like terror of like loneliness and she really jenny ortega for someone who like you know it wasn't she even if she's been in other things like i couldn't have named something she was in for someone who isn't like a huge name to sell this opening so well like you gotta like i don't know you you there's like a talent to that, right? Being able to sell this scene that's like you by yourself. 
Yeah, and knowing that, like, like she had to have known the history of Scream and the history of the right. openings of Scream. And going into that, she was probably, like, super intimidated. Or she was just, like, going for it all balls out, you know? Um, but there is, like, you know, every Scream opening since the first one has been... Like, they're really trying to come up with some sort of twist, right? Or some sort of, like, a gimmick for it. And, like, they're all great. I love all of them. This one brings it... Because we were... I was definitely expecting a some sort of twist. I was expecting some sort of something to come in there and me to be, like, so surprised. And I was really happy that they kind of just kept it to, you know... A girl at home alone answers the phone, starts talking to somebody she shouldn't be talking to, and then gets attacked, right? And there was no, like, yeah. secret twist or anything like that. And you're just following Tara and how scared she is. And, it like, she sells it. She really does sell it. And, and the whole thing with the, the alarm system, you know, that is technology coming back to bite us in the ass, right? You know, if she just had a normal lock on her door you know she did that bother you because i knew you hated technology I, I that doesn't bother me i'm glad there was like right. no tiktok or anything <laughs> nobody was like doing a dance and then get killed by Ghostface. i don't know? even know i didn't even know something like this existed that you could lock all your doors through an app so like i've seen for me like it was that. like all right yeah i've seen stuff <laughs> like you guys that. this um i don't have that but i've, I've right. definitely seen people with that um and it was like scary right because there's nothing she can fucking do about, about that um and I don't know. It was just really good. Her outfit was great. Her hair was great. You know, I, had no I thought she's a really good crier too. Yeah. Like, like, right. Like, I mean, people like, you know, will like shit on her, but it takes a lot to like, especially by yourself to like portray your fucking terrified and like you're crying and you're screaming, you're trying to get away. And like, when her hand is bloody and like it happens later with Mason Gooding's character, when their hand's bloody and they like can't oh, get on their phone, touch. that's right. Yeah. Like, Really I hadn't even touch. thought about that, but it makes sense that it, your phone isn't going to read it if your hands are covered in blood. Yeah, and I thought the way they did technology throughout this whole movie was perfect for me. I, I, I it was just enough to like show. I was where worried we are. that I was worried about that. <laughs> it was just enough to show where we are in society, but it, they didn't go full throttle like Addison Ray is the first kill or something like that, right? They didn't do anything like that, and I was very happy about that. Um, and overall, it was just like a great opening uh i do wish it would have been a tiny bit longer um just to kind because yeah. casey becker's was pretty long right like that was a long opening casey, casey becker's i think is like nine minutes is it nine minutes okay hmm it felt longer than that but no it was still a really great opening and i loved it um i don't know uh what about the legacy cast what did you think about them here so uh, that was another, like so like there got a couple of negative comments on which literally the only thing I posted was just like no cops at Pride only Sydney Prescott and Gail Weathers and it was like pictures of them with guns and like it was people like trashing the movie and someone was like oh they like did those legacy characters so dirty and like I don't know but if you think that I think that's stupid like I truly like this was the whole point of this is like they talk about passing the torch like they literally make a joke about mm -hmm. it um, and I think this made the case for like the way you and I always say they should do a Buffy revival. Like, no, it's not Buffy's show. It's another Slayer show where Buffy is also there to help. Um, and I thought they used them absolutely perfectly. Of course, I would have loved more Sydney and Gail, but I thought yeah. Sydney and Gail, this was like the smartest way to do that. I didn't think that it would have like, I don't know. I just think it was the smartest way to use them. I... Do you have a counterpoint? Yeah, I don't agree with you. I think uh, my biggest complaint is that I, I didn't like the, like, they're characterized fun, you know, we get, we get 
exactly who they would be today, but we didn't even get a single scene with all three of them. Um, I, 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 I don't think that is fair. Um, I think we deserved that, especially them bringing that all of them back for this movie. I think they should have all at least been in one scene together. And I don't think we got enough of them. I, 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 I understand it's the passing of the torch and stuff like that. But if you're going to do that, then we get one final, like, go out with all of them. Like, we get one final outing with all of them, and it should be. And this is just my opinion, right? Like, I, I, I have no standing in this. Um, but I, I, I didn't, I, I, did, I wasn't satisfied with how much we got of them. And uh, that we got, we didn't get any moment with all three of them doing something together. I think, I really think this was like the smartest, best use of these characters. Um, I, I don't think there's another way they could have gotten Sydney to town. I, I think if we hadn't gotten Sydney and Gail together, I would have been a little upset. But I knew, I kind of knew he was going to die. I mean, I think I had said that. Like, I was worried about the the ladies, but I kind of knew it was going to be him, especially from that trailer. Yeah. Um, and I thought he was, this was, for me, the best Dewey. Like, I, I yeah. cared the most about this Dewey. Um, and I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I was 100% happy with the legacy characters. I thought they did them such justice. And for Dewey to go out protecting them, I don't know. I thought, like, that's what he always wanted to do, right? He always wanted to help and he was a bumbling idiot. In this, he was way less of a bumbling idiot, which I was worried that it would feel not Dewey. But then once he started helping and started being jokey, I was like, no, this does feel like Dewey who kind of fucked up his life, but like is still still his character. Like he, when he was like, well, I'm regretting coming here when he's talking to all the kids. Like I was like, okay, yeah, this still feels like Dewey after he's like fucked up his life. Yeah, I, I I, mean, I'm happy with how all of them are characterized and how it, it does, they all feel real. And I think that goes to the actors, right? Because the actors know these characters in and out. And so they can't play them in a wrong way. I don't, I just don't think they can. Yeah. Um, I, I just didn't like that. So I loved, I loved the, we got Dewey about 30 minutes in because I timed it this time. I wanted to see how long it took for the legacy characters. I meant, to, I meant to look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was 30 minutes, um, almost to the, almost to the point. Um, and I liked when he called Sydney and that was Sydney's introduction. I really liked Sydney's introduction. And, uh, I don't know, just like getting a glimpse of her life. I would have loved as a fan to have seen her life, right? Being invested in these characters for so long. It would have been nice for me to see Mark and the and the girls and all of that. But and it almost feels like she's hiding them from us, the fans. <laughs> the toxic fandom. <laughs> but it was okay. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then he texts Gail. And I thought that was so dewy, right? Like, and accidentally sent a smiley face. face. And it was like, oh my God, I could have cried right there. I, Alistair was crying, I I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I cried when he called Sydney because I knew yeah you and I have watched enough Buffy the very least we watch enough Buffy to see like a very nice moment that is then countered with that one of those characters is gonna die like we we've seen that so I cried when he talked to Sydney because I, I thought it was such a nice moment between them um you know people were I don't know if you had saw like on Twitter if you like around the anniversary time people were posting that clip from four where they have like a very sweet moment like they're sitting on a couch. I don't, I don't know four as well. I realize all the time that I don't, um, but they're like sitting on a couch and they have a nice moment. Everyone's like, Oh, they should have got together. And it's like, no, they, they love each other. They've been through this trauma together. It's not romantic. It's like, they are yeah. very much platonic like friends. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Like, I love that kind of shit. Um, so when he called her and he was like, please just don't come to town. I cried. because I was like, Oh, he's going to die. This is their last conversation the way she's coming to town is that Dewey dies. Like I, I immediately knew that and started crying. 
Um, and I just, I've never been so emotional watching a Scream movie either. Like I, I cried when he died and when Gail is like freaking out outside the hospital and like, I'm gonna get emotional thinking about it. Like oh the like music that plays and like the like light when Sydney comes and she's like, Sydney, and they hug. I was like, fuck this. Yeah. It for me, it felt very much like a fully realized Gail and Sydney. Like there's no animosity. They're not even gonna pretend like, oh, she's a bitch. So blah, blah, like there's there's none of that shit. We're not even and four, we didn't really do that either. But this yeah. felt like two people who genuinely care about each other. They both suffered a loss. I mean, granted, it was, you know, Gail's like love of her life, but it was still like a very close friend of Sydney's and like. We weren't going to try to redo the like, oh, Gail's trying to interview me for some whatever. Like it was just they're hugging and they're apologizing for what happened. And like, I don't know. Nev Campbell is just she has such a warmth to her. It felt very Buffy to me. Like, I know you and I like everyone's going to be so shocked. Ian's after talking about Buffy when they're talking about something else. But like I kept thinking like Sydney felt like Buffy, the confidence she had, the overness that she had where she's like. When the killer calls her and she says, I'm bored and hangs up, I was like, fuck yes. Like, I've never felt like these characters are more fully realized than they were in this movie. Like, this felt like this is their last movie. They're here and they're over it and they're not pressed by these killers. They're not, you know, falling for a trap. Um, And I just felt like this was a beautiful passing of the torch for these two characters. Like, I would be perfectly fine if we did another screen movie and don't have them. And we just let them live their lives. Or if like yeah. Gail's a cameo or something like, cause she goes to interview people. But like, I felt like this was like a very good. And also I would be worried if we did keep bringing them back, that if the movie went into other people's hands, eventually they would kill Gail or Sydney. Mm. I, so it may, it makes sense, right? Like I don't have to like it, but it still makes sense because like you said, so this is the last time we're we're realized. I think most of the audience who's been invested in these characters know that that's the last time that Dewey's probably going to talk to Sydney, especially when she says like, "No offense, Dewey, but there's nothing that would make me step foot into that town." Um, you know, we sometimes don't realize that a conversation with somebody could be the last one, right? And like this is kind yeah. of realized there, and it makes sense. It makes sense because it's more realistic that way. But it's still like I just I, I wanted them together, you know, as just a fucking fan of who loves this series. I wanted them together, and I I feel I felt sad leaving the theater that I didn't get that. I, I did feel sad, and I you know I'm not gonna apologize for that. Um, <laughs> I also had a real hard time with Gail showing up and the, her and Dewey immediately having a talk out moment. Right, there was no build up to that. It's just like they immediately did that, and I was like, well, this feels rushed to me. It feels like oh, for for me that felt like me. I was like, oh, that's what I would do. I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? You text me. I would. That's me. You know that I'm like, if I have yeah. the feeling. You're going to get it right away. Um, and I love that. I love Well, that yeah, moment. that. That was fine. But then, like, immediately they go into the whole background for why, like, they left or they broke up and, like, all of that. And it just, like, felt – I get it. Like, with movies and, like, storytelling, you have to rush it up, right? Because they do have to – they have other things to say. They have other things to show us. So I get it. Again, it just – I wish we would have had a little bit more for that. Um 
you know, I, I, I love how much confidence these characters do have and coming into these roles these actors have, you know, like with what you said to Sydney on the phone with, you know, Ghostface and then she hangs up because she's like, this is boring. Like, I love that even in the dialogue, this movie is probably the most meta movie after the first one. It definitely is in a way that's not so much talking about like, like for the meta-ness was right. It was, um... Well, we can we all have like cameras attached to our little headsets, and like you know we can film the movies now, and that's the new way to do these things, and you know. But this one went even deeper into a commentary about fandoms and all of that, and like what we expect from these movies, and like how you can bring these movies back, but ultimately nothing is going to beat that original, right? And so like Sydney. Like, I love that she's going through this, and she's like, this is the same fucking movie. You even brought it to the same fucking house. Like, this, I'm over this. You won't convince me that this is any better than two, three, four, any of it, right? Like, <laughs> and I like that, because that awareness would be on them. They would know that, you know? So, um, I really appreciated all that. Who's another legacy cast member that we got? Judy. I liked how much she was in it. I thought she was in it the perfect amount of time. We didn't need any more from Judy. We got Judy. I thought, like... Her and Wes's scene was like the most intense. Like, I mean, it wasn't a chase scene, but I don't know. What would you call it? Right. Like I, I keep saying it's the best chase scene in the movie, but it's not a chase scene. It's an intense scene. I would just say it's an, it's an intense, uh, double, double murder because you know what, um, what works so well about the first one is that, and I, I noticed that here watching this one is that, um, they do let these scenes play on for a very long time, right? So, like, when the West... that This one was a perfect example of that, is when Wes and Judy are together, this Wes and Judy scene plays out for a good while, and we follow them around the space, and we follow them into the car, and, like, you know, we get their whereabouts, and we get, you know, we get a whole relationship for them in, like, like that amount of time, right? And I felt bad that he was about to go see his mom, he was dead on the front lawn, and then he fucking died. Like, I died. was like, <laughs> right? So, like, it was... Like, I was, felt like I was glad he didn't open that door, at least. Like, at uh, least don't, like, yeah. murder him after he's seen his dead mother murdered, like, on the front porch. Like, I, let him die without I, seeing that. So, when... Because she's going to get, like, sushi. So she goes to get sushi, and mm. she's in the car. And this is we, – we, we've even talked about this in our trailer reactions, that we knew that that was some sort of, like, big something. Um, yeah. And so she's speeding. She gets a call from Ghostface, and she's speeding back to home. And, like, that was a whole – all of that was, like, super obvious that she was about to die, right? And that he was probably not going to die. But it, right, there. right, yes. I was going to say, but I, I thought she would die, but he wouldn't is what mm-hmm. I thought was going to happen. And I still was, like, shocked with how she died. I expected her to get into the house and die. Yeah. But, like, the way the, – the thing that they did well in this movie, I think, is, like, the way Ghostface kind of would pop out of nowhere. And I know, yeah. like, uh, you know, the person I saw it with today was kind of like, well, but, like, Ghostface did a lot. And I was like, yeah, but that's how the Scream movie – we just have to accept that, like, Ghostface can move that fast, right? Like, that's yeah. just, like, the conceit you have to accept in all of the movies. So that's really not different. But they did have him, like – they did have Ghostface like just pop out of nowhere and murder like right like she was stabbed and yeah. there wasn't like a 
Ghostface is chasing her. It's like, nope, Ghostface steps out and like And then broad her. fucking daylight, like literally on her front step. And it was just like, we don't know who around there saw that happening. Because there's the bystander effect also is like people, there was, there was a crime case called uh, uh, of Kenny Genovese or something like that, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Was. And she, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was totally murdered in front of everybody and like nobody did anything, right? Because it's a bystander effect. You don't, you, some people don't step in to help. And so we don't know who was watching her, but like the fact that it was broad daylight, right? And it was so fast so like and it was so brutal right this okay another thing about these kills they are brutal the stabbing it's not like one or two stabs it's like right and like fucking judy i was like my heart poor judy i knew it was gonna happen but like i feel bad for you judy heather graham shelton you know like (laughs) did you like that she said heather graham i loved it i loved it i loved it i was looking at it i was thinking immediately i thought of latoya immediately i was like this i was wondering i was wondering if make fun of me (laughs) heather graham wasn't famous when she did that movie yeah so she was just like whatever actress they threw but i was wondering when she was going through the imdb i was like are they gonna give her like a silly name but they just made it heather graham because now she is famous so why not um but yeah no i like and i like not to be that emotional fag but like also it was like a little heartbreaking that it's like a mom and son murdered like a one-two punch of like she's murdered like on their front steps and he's murdered like five steps away from there behind the closed door yeah and i don't know why but like and one you know i had already said he was really hot dylan minette i think is a fucking babe um because that's my taste in men I thought it was really like I love that we like got the male like instead of like the like sexy girl it's oh, like yeah, oh this like that. hot tight bodied twink like getting in the shower but I did think he was gonna be killed in the shower at first I was like ooh because like that's always like I know that that's like psycho duh but like I always have like a, a fear of like being naked in attack because like it feels yeah. like you're more helpless right um, but it felt like more heartbreaking that she is murdered on their front steps and then we get him setting the table for him and his mom and that, oh my like, gosh so was really horrifying. heartbreaking right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it was all so like casual too like it wasn't that she was even in her uniform in battle or anything like that she was going to get some fucking sushi she was dressed in, like her in like workout clothes some, <laughs> like wearing like normal around the house that was her fucking day off you know yeah and she fucking got murdered and then oh my gosh so my second viewing my second viewing is so much better because people were like hooting and hollering a little bit um and this was the part where he when he comes downstairs after the shower and there's like one fake out after second fake out after third fake out, you know, like all these fake outs um, where you think, you know, he's closing different things. It, it was, people were going insane over that. Like they could not handle it. And I, I, I loved that because it was really, really good. And then I didn't expect him to die. I expected him to go out and see his mom or like maybe get attacked and get away. Um, and like when he's there and he, gets pinned up against the door and we immediately go to like the 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 taser that they introduced to just like a couple minutes earlier i'm like that's gonna be how he gets away right it makes it, it makes no difference whether that's there or not because ghostface has that knife and i also really like that ghostface in this movie like that's the, the physics double, of yeah. it are really real so they like keep doing that and stuff like that to really put pressure on and it goes right through the fucking neck and like they don't cut away nothing. we stay on that neck mm. for so long yeah yeah and it was so good like the kills that was probably the most vicious kill to me i think yeah Oh, absolutely. I think, like, again, I just don't know. But you know what I mean? Because you and I love a longer... I I think that, thinking about it, I think maybe that's why you and I both feel the way we do about two. The kills are all very, like, 
like Sam Geller's scene is iconic, but it's like five minutes. And that's the yeah. longest scene we get of a kill. Everyone else is killed like real quick. Um, and I think that's like, you and I both always like talk, like we love Sam Geller's scene and I know he did last summer. That's like a 20 minute chase yeah. scene. Um, but I think that does better at building tension if we like stay on these characters. And even with like Wes, who's not like being chased per se, he's just like, you know, setting up dinner, but we know that the killer is there. So like, yeah. The viewers are like, like tense, waiting for him to like get attacked. Mm -hmm. And I think that always makes for like a better horror in a slasher, especially because like, all right, if it's if they're just getting stabbed right away every single time, then like, yeah, right. A couple more like legacy cast members that uh, they weren't here, but they were here. Um, when they're on the YouTube video talking, when the guys, when Richie's watching the YouTube video talking about stab eight, um, in the sidebar. Uh, is, and Alistair pointed it out to me this time because I totally would have missed it. In the sidebar, there's one oh, video I at the saw, top yeah. that says, did you see it? Did you see it the first mm -hmm. time? I did yeah. not see it the first time. The first time, I actually, yeah. the weird thing is, I noticed the other videos the first time, yeah. but I didn't notice, like, because I was loving that they, it was like, not my stab, like, uh, yeah, make that yeah. not continuity, like the Star Wars. Literally fucking that. exactly what, like, <laughs> I, I Perfect, perfect thing that they put in there. Um, but like, on the side, it's, it's Star Wars and DC. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's interview with Woodsboro survivor Kirby Reed. So Kirby Reed, and this is all I needed, right? I didn't even need her in the fucking movie. I just needed an answer, and it, and it perfectly sets up a a teaser for a six. And I think that was what this was meant to do. Um, Fucking loved it. Made my heart jump. I had to sit through the entire movie not being able to pick up my phone and look on Twitter to see who else was screenshotting it because I missed it. And Alistair pointed it out to me. And then by the time I looked, it was already like, it was already off the screen. So I had to sit through the whole movie. And I tell you, I sat through the whole fucking movie thinking about that one part and that that's exactly what I was going to do when I got out of the theater. And I did. And I looked it up and it made me so fucking happy. Save the screenshot, everything. Um, couple videos under that is a video called the, Did the Real Life Stu Mocker Survive? And I was like, hmm, hmm. Um, I mean, then, like, people make videos about that all the time, right? Like, conspiracy theories and all of that. But it was still really cool, and it could be, like, a teaser for something in 6, whether it's a fake-out or something. Well, also, um, so I still missed it this time. Yeah. But I looked up every Easter. Like, I had the Reddit thread open uh, for the last, like, since I saw it on Thursday. Okay. In uh, Dewey's phone, and I missed it. It's <gasps> so quick. But you, mm -hmm. Kirby's name is in his phone. Yes. Too. Um, I missed that too. And I didn't see it until I went on Twitter I, right after. I even tried to look for it this time, but yeah. it's so fast when he goes to like text Gale that like yeah. I, I, I missed it again, even though I knew when it was coming. Um, but I did at least see the Kirby like YouTube video this time. It's, it's one of his missed calls. So like Kirby had been calling him to check up on him or something like that. Like how fucking cool and how like what a great way to put in a little bit of lore here and a little bit of like background for everybody without explicitly like having okay, to wait. all of it. Again, and I know I already said this, but that's why I love this movie so much because it did yeah. fucking world building so seamlessly. I will say and that. And the screen movies as a whole, and this isn't a bad thing or it just is what it is. They're not, they weren't that interested in world building, right? Yeah. It was kind of just like, here are, here are our characters. Nine out of 10 of them are going to be dead by the end. Maybe one new one survives. If not, whatever. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how those movies worked. And Sometimes they were in another movie. Sometimes they were not right. And it didn't fucking matter. Um, but this felt like it was very invested in building this world. Like that inclusion of Kirby, like for me, 
even if we don't see or even if we don't get another movie, I'm like, that's a cool thing, right? Like, yeah. to be that, that, like, I feel like these people who made this were like clearly huge fans and they knew that's a thing fans cared about because Kirby was a beloved character that was in the last yeah. movie. Um, and I don't know. I just think that's like so smart. Um, yeah, I don't know. And how fucking meta again that they're doing this, that they're making a commentary on like what fans want from seri- you know, certain movies and, and what the, the franchise that they follow. And then they're doing that same thing here because they are clearly fans, right? They know that like the fans yeah. want Kirby news or like something. Fucking Kirby Reed has a whole fandom <laughs> you know, after one movie. Um, and she was totally she was in meant like to the, be dead. Like, I'm not going to even like front. Like she, they, they meant to kill her, but like we latched onto the possibility, the gays latched onto the possibility of Hayden Panettiere still being alive. <laughs> and, like, it was, she was even in, like, one of the, like, most poorly received of the, like, right? Like, but fans yeah. still, like, loved her because she was great. Um, yeah. And I will, like, yeah, I just, like, the the care that went into this movie, I could feel it. I could feel. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kept being, like, one of these guys a faggot like us because I feel like one of them's got to be. Because, like, I don't know. I don't. They, they're probably uh, straight. Yeah. But I just kept thinking, like, <laughs> God, like, they... It, you know what Nev Campbell's statement, which just felt like something an actor says when they return, right? Like, oh, yeah. the love that went into this. Like, yeah, the people say that bullshit all the time. But I kind of feel like she wasn't bullshitting. Like, she only came back because she did feel that, like, these were fans of the series who were putting love into it. Um, and I, you know, and I wasn't mad that I thought that was bullshit that she said that. But, like, you know, actors say that for it. Like, I remember Hugh Jackman's every X-Men movie. He'd be like, this one is the best one, like, of the yeah. series. And every one of them was worse and worse, right? Like This felt like a fan-made movie, right? It felt like a, a fan-made movie that was about fan commentary that was also putting its own fan commentary, like... Just very, very well done, and I, I have to watch it again to, like, go through it even more, you know? Like, I feel like I need another watch for it. Um, who else did we have in here? We had uh, Martha Meeks has returned because, like, uh, Mindy and Chad. Mindy and Chad are, are twins, and they're uh, Randy's, Randy's nephews. They were my favorite that. new characters. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. We're not at new characters yet, though, because we're going to yeah. get there. Um, but I love that, like... At Martha's house, it's literally this over the fireplace. It's like this big shrine of like fucking Randy. I love that they didn't like shy away from living in Woodsboro and like Randy's horrible, horrible fucking dad, like, like traumatizing. But like even Mindy's super into, you know, watching her uncle be killed on camera and, you know, like it's so fucking cool. I also, <laughs> in a weird, I weird also loved them bringing her back and like she was just as like cute lay mom, right? Like, yeah. And that's fine. Like, she doesn't have to be this, like, cool. But, like, you know, she's just, like, a, like, silly mom who's like, oh, your yeah. uncle would be proud of you. Here are some snacks. Hugs Dewey and leaves. That's it. I used to wear I was, like, worried. glasses I was, like, in the 90s, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, a little worried when we saw her and she left. I was like, oh, please don't kill this cute mom. Like, oh, I feel like she's an I was kind of glad that that's all we got. Yeah, yeah, she's absolutely an untouchable in this in this franchise. Like, there's no reason to ever kill her. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> somebody else could come along and do that, but I don't. I I, I don't see a need for it. Um, and it was really cool to see her. Now, our last returning character that I noticed and that I can remember off the top of my head, Billy Loomis, is back. Oh right, yeah, yeah. How did you feel about that? I wasn't like super thrilled with the little over the over figured, the shoulder Billy Loomis talking. I figured you and I felt the same way. Yeah, that was my biggest critique of the movie and like you know i love bringing back a character yeah. but 
Yeah. It's fan service that I could have lived without and probably would have preferred without, but I am still fine with it being in here anyway. It does not bother yes. me. Yeah, at all. It doesn't bother me at all. And he looks really good. He looks really good. Obviously older. He still looks I was going to say, but they de-aged him. They de-aged Did him they, for they, the... They tried. <laughs> but it but, was weird, right? Because they yeah. de-aged him, but he still had like a five o'clock shadow like right here. <laughs> it was, it was, and, and I could see like around his eyes and his like forehead was still had like some age on it. Um, but it was still like, it was ah. fine. And it was cool to see him initially. I didn't have yeah. the reaction I think I was supposed to have because when I saw him, it did take me a second to like realize what I was looking at. I, I don't know why, but it did. Um, and I was like, what are they doing here? So I wasn't super excited about the plot point of that. She's, she's Billy Loomis's, uh, uh, daughter, but I guess that takes us into the new cast, right? Led by Sam. Is, well, is the okay, wait, new so lead. Okay. I will say the Billy stuff, but like the first scene of it, I was like, Ugh. Yeah. um, but then it didn't bother me for, like the rest of them were like fine. And like, mm -hmm. I almost would have preferred if it was just, I liked his scene in the end when he just like nods at the knife, but doesn't like, he just like, is like, did you yeah, like that? Oh, that was the only thing I did not like. I, I thought that was so hokey and cheesy. I was like, cause he was, that he was, was the like, only one I thought, like, go, go get him, girl, go get him, my girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause it's his daughter. So it makes sense. He'd want to protect her, even oh. though he's a murderer. And it's also not even him. It's her fucking delusional mind. <laughs> well, so right. Exactly. I guess it makes more sense. Okay. I'll buy it. It makes you more just sense. made it she's, make more sense. She's like, he would probably be like, fuck off. Um, but, but also I will say the second viewing, I mean, again, like you said, like I didn't love it, but like it didn't, Make I me forgot whatever. it was there most times. Um, yeah, the second like, viewing, I was like, okay, up. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sam as did, like... Sorry, I keep... Wait, I keep... I keep <laughs> it's sorry. okay. Hey, we're excited, y'all. We're excited. Go for it. Also, um, it's not unheard of. Like, I don't love it, but it's not unheard of for them to do... My friend uh, Mike Patterson pointed out, they did do Ghost Maureen Prescott in three. So it isn't mm, like... Okay. That's they have done it before. I mean, granted, I thought it was stupid in three as well, but it's not unheard of for the franchise, right? So, like, yeah, I could do with or without, honestly. It just is not something that, like, did anything for the movie for me. Um, it didn't, we, hurt and it, we don't need make it. it better, exactly. Again. It's just there, and now you know, it's yeah. a cool thing to like see him. Um, you know, uh, Sam is a the new kind of ushered in final girl. What do you think about that? I think they like looked to her a little too much when they should have been looking at Tara. They didn't realize what they had in Tara. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I hands up agree. I think, and I hate, I, now I sound like you because I hate to like trash, especially something that I love so much, but like she was the weakest link for me of the new characters. She was that's like, for me, she was the weakest I thought she had, they didn't give her, a, like, all oh, the rest of them were pretty dynamic, right? Yeah. Um, the twins and, and Tara, they were, like, very dynamic personality. Um, and I felt like Sam, they didn't, like, give enough personality to. Um, and it almost would have made more sense, like, when they're like, you're the killer. Like, you could be you. You're the suspect. I kind of was hoping. I well, I didn't want that because especially after we got the like Billy thing, I was like, oh, like this will be exhausting if she is. Um, but I felt like we should have played with that a little bit more because it was like yeah. they accuse her and then we don't we kind of just like that falls into the ether. I think that a, 
maybe her thinking, fuck, is it me? Like, yeah. am I going crazy? I keep seeing my father. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't need it, but I felt like to make her character a little bit more interesting. Like, I, I did feel she was the flattest character of the new characters. And for me, yeah. And for I don't think she was my least favorite because I think Amber might have been my least favorite, honestly. Um, but for me, Sam, like, they put... I didn't like that they put so much on her shoulders, like, immediately, right? I feel like a yeah. new, like, main girl should have come organically out of this group, and, like, somebody's head should have risen above everybody else's over time, rather than just from the jump. Um, it felt like we see her, we know she's supposed to be the new final girl, the new Sydney, and then I think that messes with your head a little bit and you're looking for the reason why she should be the new Sydney. And then if she doesn't meet, meet those expectations, because I really can't even put it into words why she didn't really work for me. Um, I think it's important to say that we're not shitting on anybody's acting abilities here. I think everybody acted their roles even decently that for the worst actor, you know? Yeah. Um, it just goes into like the storytelling thing. And I think the maybe the whole Billy Loomis's daughter storyline for her just didn't work for me and maybe that kind of messed with my view of her going i liked her final girl outfit a lot like the 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 that is an outfit gray, you like i do really like that i thought it, it was a good like ass kicking outfit right like it was good it was memorable um, I liked and she her did look good covered in blood wearing it yeah that's all the way. everybody gets stabbed in this fucking in the stomach in this movie like everybody <laughs> gets a stomach wound <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. So clearly, the new rule in this movie is if you get hit in the stomach, you're fine. You are perfectly okay. <laughs> it's gonna be in your face or your neck for you to die. You are, you are okay. I like unless that you're Judy. Had... <laughs> Judy got stabbed like less times than Tara. I <laughs> know uh, she didn't even get stabbed in like the chest or anything. He went straight for the stomach. <laughs> she just got all her wounds in the stomach. You know what? I, I like that. There's a new rule for the. Uh, you know, arm cut, it, it points out the killer. That's like a mark of the killer now. Um, yeah. Sam would just, like, didn't really do it for me. Um, we talked about Tara. Love fucking Tara. Just, I, I want her in the next one. Um, who else do we have in this? In this uh, I So, also, I want to point out, and I don't know if I said this already, for yeah. Tara, I love, and I think I've said this before, I guess, full circle storytelling is, like, my fucking favorite. Yeah. I love when something comes back and Tara getting to kill the killer that fucking attacked her in the beginning. Mm -hmm. The only thing I could think of. So in Veronica Mars, my favorite episode of Veronica Mars is season three. Okay. Season three is a mess because it kept like getting canceled and then not getting canceled. And so like the other two seasons would have season long mysteries. This season, third season of Veronica Mars has like nine episode mysteries, two episode mysteries. Cause like they didn't know when they were getting canceled and then they ended up getting a full season. The last episodes were, but anyway, it's one of my favorite shows. My favorite episode is in season three when the first episode of that mystery, Veronica's friend, who's like, just like a cheerleader, like excited blonde girl is raped. And the, the whole mystery is who is the campus rapist. We find yeah. out it's these two guys at the very end of the mystery. It's a, uh, is it love spitting eggs or just spitting eggs? That's my favorite episode. Veronica like finds out, but then gets drugged and she's running away from the rapist. It's like two guys doing it together. The girl that was raped comes out and finds her and screams for help and gets them caught. And like, that makes me cry every time I watch it because I love that this victim that got attacked and Veronica had kind of ignored her and blown her off for being like an airhead girl. She's the one that saves her in the end. So for me, 
this girl that got attacked and like he calls yeah. her a pincushion and he's not wrong. They stabbed her so many times, broke her ankle. And like, like you said, when does she have time to heal? Like she didn't have like a moment's rest. She um, was, <laughs> my poor right? Tara, my poor Tara. And like, she did nothing. Fuck. She liked the Babadook. That's that it. Is. That's the only reason she got attacked. <laughs> but like her getting to be the one to kill the person that attacked her just felt like very gratifying to me. Like her getting that like good line with the gun shooting the girl as she's like about to attack her sister and Gail and Sydney was yeah. just kiss. I loved it. And she anyway, just, continue. I, loved, Sorry. I, I mean, I loved all of, no, 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 you said it perfectly. And I love all of her lines and I love that, you know, she's always like, can we get out of town? Can we go to a new hospital? Can we like, like, can I just <laughs> not be part of this situation today? I don't have any time for it. I love that she is, cause everybody in this movie in a way seems like they're kind of into the idea of a new movie being made about this new situation. And they're all interested in being a new character and like. Jenny Ortega was forced to do this movie and did not. She she is she is not sure why she's here. She's a little bit worried. She's kind of just wants to move somewhere and go somewhere else. <laughs> I got stabbed nine times and my ankle was broken. What do you mean this is fun? She's like, she's like oh my god, they had Nev Campbell break my leg. She was in this in the ghost face costume. <laughs> that poor girl. Um, but she like worked so well as as even as tiny as she is. Like I would love to see her come back and like kick some ass. You know, because yeah. even with all the injuries she had, she had no business walking around and she was still walking around so much. Yeah, yeah. I loved her in the hospital. I loved that they like really played into her injuries too and didn't like yeah she could just walk on a broken leg or like whenever she's wheeling herself like obviously breaking stitches perfect because it's like continuity that, that right? grossed and it me makes out sense. Yeah. yeah and like the lady next to me every time she would roll she and the lady next to me was like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I do think that is like the like because you could hear the like stretching of the stitches like or the yeah. noise and like that works well, right? And like yeah. she was still, she was pushing. I mean, she wasn't oh getting far, God. but she was trying. <laughs> my poor Tara, my poor Tara. Um, <laughs> she just likes elevated horror more. And also, um, so I have this is a critique I have of it is like it makes no sense that her mother would not be there, even being a shitty mother as she probably is like portrayed to be. She would still be on a fucking plane. It would have made more sense for them to say she, her flight's literally getting delayed over and over and over again, right? Because. Yeah, being stuck at a conference didn't sell it for me. I didn't like that. Um, also, where's yeah. anybody's parents in this movie? Where uh, is I? It would have I would have liked to have seen even um, Amber's parents like being dead in the basement somewhere or something like that because it makes no sense that no parents are around whenever Judy's the only sensible parent in this movie. <laughs> she gets killed. <laughs> she gets killed. <laughs> so it's like I don't know. I don't know. But um, another character we get who uh, Sam's boyfriend Richie. I don't know. What did you think about him? I kind of liked him. Second watch, definitely, I liked him a lot more too. I, I liked him in the first. I was, I thought, I was positive he was going to be like the tragic, like death. I thought I yeah. was positive he was going to be, you know, because he kept saying when she was like, you know, in the horror movies, and they tell you to get the fuck out, and you don't, and then like uh, they, and he's like, no, I'm going to stay. I was like, oh, this guy's toast. He's totally going to die. Um, yeah. so I was surprised by him being the killer, and I did. I love that when even he's like, I know I didn't want it to be me or something like when he says that when he stabs yeah. her or something, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, I because they really do like so blatantly point him out as the killer, which like yeah. they did in the first movie, too. 
And so it makes sense. But like watching him, he's so goofy. And like, I was like, he's, he's like a the, nice guy. They're pointing this out, but this isn't it. This isn't the killer. And then, the, and then he is the killer. And it like, I, I, I was okay with it. I was okay with it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't mind it. Um, I mean, it made sense that I was like, oh, this guy's like cute and nice. I would totally want to suck his dick. And then it's like, oh, of course oh he's a killer. That God. makes even more sense for Ian. <laughs> it makes more sense for Ian. Hey, guys, this is the new rule for the uh, the franchise. If Ian wants to suck their dick, put him on the suspect <laughs> list. Um, Probably the murderer. <laughs> when he got slashed in the arm, I was that's when I had my eye on him a little extra. But uh, I completely like took him off my suspect list when we were driving to the house and he kept trying to keep them from going yeah. to the house and he was like we'll just go somewhere else we'll get him to the pharmacy we'll do it to this you know we're not gonna do this abort mission um, that's when i was like oh he's totally gonna die in this house like i thought like that yeah. would kind of be like oh sam feels so bad because she brought her boyfriend here and he gets murdered but mm -hmm. nope. yeah just touching on sam just a, a for for one more moment and the, again this is why i don't really know why I, she didn't work for me as the final girl it's just um because she was saying all the right things too, like you have to go. Because she was like, the, like people in these movies, they always stick around. Like she was doing the meta thing that she should be doing. Like, actually, we're not gonna fight with you, Sydney. We're leaving. I have a I have a holiday in room booked. We're gonna <laughs> go. Um, and like doing all the right things. So I don't know why she didn't work. Um, I guess next Wes really worked for me. We kind of already talked about him, but I really liked him. I liked that he was named after you know Wes Carpenter. Well, and I also thought like, you know, I, you know, of course, like I, but like their West Craven was a yeah. horror person. So like for his, the character named after him to get like maybe one of the grossest like deaths, like yeah. West would be happy. You know like what I mean? That's tip. yeah. Good tip of the hat. Wes was really good as a character. I liked that he was like very much like his mother and like he was like, guys, be careful, yeah. stranger danger, safety, dare. All He attended all <laughs> of those classes, you know, like <laughs> he's like all of my friends think I'm fucking, they all mock me because I have a taser. Um, yeah, just great. He was really good and like so paranoid all the time. I loved it. Um, and you were right. They did. It was it was a good job of like being his mother's son. Right. Yeah. I also really like that, like, all of these characters kind of are smart. I like all of the new characters. I don't think in, there's any of the new characters that I absolutely hated, right? Like, yeah. in 4, there was a couple of the teenagers that I really didn't like. Um, and I, I really appreciate all of these ones. And I love that from the outset, they all know it's just one of them and accept it and are, like, still hanging out with each other. And they're just like, yeah, yeah. it's going to be one of us. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I think so. And I love 4, but... Yeah. I think it did what four wanted to do with new characters like four. The problem was four also murdered all the characters. And then the last standing of the new characters were the killers. Right. So then it's like yeah. kind of hard to like try to pass the torch if everyone's dead. Um, yeah. But I thought the thing this did so well is like you said, they were actually all very smart and self-aware. It gave these teens a lot of credit, which not often do horror movies give teens a lot of credit but teens would kind of be more self-aware about this shit, right? They just oh, yeah. would be, especially, especially now. Especially now, because even when, and I hate when they sh when they make teenagers do this, like in the beginning when Tara is like talking about, you know, elevated horror in a way that's like, uh, however she describes it, I'm like, teenagers do not fucking talk like that. But now, nowadays, seeing them on like YouTube and TikTok and doing all these think pieces, they totally do. Like they talk, this yeah. is exactly how they talk. And so it would make sense that they would all have had like think PC conversations with each other and all know like all of this, right? This is nothing new yeah. at this point. Um, 
We've got Chad and Mindy. I love the twins. Love them. Love them. Yes. Jasmine Savoy they... Brown is have, having a good weekend. Yes, man. I'm so excited to talk about her on Yellow Jackets, too. Like, so good. So good. And I like that she is just, like, so cool and so chill. Like, she's super chill in this movie. And, like, is there, it's, it's like a perfect Randy, like, a perfect niece for Randy, right? It makes so much she just fits. I listen. Yeah. Her stoned on the couch, eating <laughs> snacks, watching a horror movie is the queer representation I didn't know I needed, but I have never felt so represented on screen when she's just like, Yeah, that sucks. I'm gonna stay here and like eat snacks and get high. And maybe I'll make out with this girl, but I'm gonna And they flash here. to the girl and she's <laughs> like, just I like because <laughs> <laughs> like, like Randy is also That was me at like a part I, that was yeah. me at like house parties in Brooklyn. Like I'd be like, want to make because Randy's <laughs> kind of coded, coded like that, right? In like the original, like it kind of makes sense. And like this is like that version of Randy realized. Yeah. You know, it like makes sense. And I love that she even has a counterpart twin who's like not as into the rules, but like also knows his uncle was fucking murdered in this shit and is not like the stupid because he would be the stupid character that's like oh blase who right. cares you know I'm not gonna that's being crazy but he's like super into this he's like uh I don't think I'm gonna go upstairs and have sex with you because I'm not a hundred percent sure <laughs> I love you're not the <laughs> like I I wasn't super into him in, in Love, Victor, but, like, I had thoughts for him throughout this whole movie. I'm like, uh, Mr. Mr. Cuba Gooding Jr., sir, son, sir? Yes, I I want, I, I would want a top Dylan Minnette, and I'd want Mason Gooding to rip me in half. So, like, yes, <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah, and they both work really and well. And I love I that. Like them both. I was going to say, they had a good dynamic together, mm. too. Like, I yeah. liked, like, they were the twins, but like they were very different, but still like it wasn't like they didn't like like, you know, like when she jokes to him when he like says that to his girlfriend and she storms out and she's like, great job. And he's like, fuck you. Um, like, I don't know. I, I like that shit. And like when yeah. she's stoned and like, you better take a weapon if you're going to go look for her. Like, and he's like, yeah, you know, you're fucking right. I, I get it. There's a candlestick. And like it's so it's just so good. And I like that they they come off like they've known each other their whole lives. They come off like they have this this unspoken familiarity with that. They could like look at each other, yes. give each other looks and know what they're saying to each other. Right. Mm -hmm. It makes so much sense. And I love that they both lived at the end. Um, yes. I figured he was going to live like I didn't ever get a sense that he was going to die, especially when. They we kind of just left him. If you don't see somebody die, die, then they're probably alive. Um, or we get a Kirby situation for eleven years, you know, and everybody's right, like, yeah. alive. <laughs> <laughs> they're never gonna make that mistake again. We're either gonna get a dead, dead person, or they're gonna live. Um, <laughs> but, but I did like, think I like, Mindy was dead. I didn't. I didn't. No. No. I think she, like the two. He. She would because they need a Randy character to go on if they're gonna continue this, right? So yeah, I, I mean, but like I, because she like bled so much and was like, that's yeah. a lot of blood. And like I also that scene was so good of yeah. her watching him watching <gasps> your girl. Like, did you have any moment where you realized that we have not had a scene like that in this franchise that is like calling back to the original so often that we've never had a scene where somebody's laying on the couch watching the Randy scene from a stab movie while somebody's coming up behind them? How have we never had that? It feels like we should say, have by now. My only disappointment is that Randy <laughs> wasn't played by someone famous. I feel oh, like yeah. and 
my and this is I I know my Buffy brain, but like for me, I was like, why didn't they get Seth Green to play Jamie Kennedy's character in Stab? Because like they're kind of similar. Um, but like I get probably the issue is right. They would have to de-age, but they de-age see Ulrich. So like whatever, because it would have had to have been a movie that came out in 96. Who did it say? It wasn't anyone played played Randy in in it didn't have like a did you no mm-hmm. no noticeable name? Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even have like actors' sons nowadays, right? Like actors all have children, so like somebody who looked like their dad, maybe. Um, I'm sure they could have found somebody. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, That's it. I mean, it's like you know, it was such a minor thing, but that was the only thing I was like, ah, that should be someone famous, like somebody that like the the '90s fags would understand and realize, you know, they would recognize. Um, yeah. Uh, but like that's such a cool scene, right? And then I love the moment where she's literally watching it and she's like, "Dude, dude, come on, look behind." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like her comedic timing on that was excellent, absolutely perfect. I loved it. And right, isn't it like it's wild because she's so good in this, but she's also so good in Yellow Jackets, and they're not the same character. No, by no, like no, 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 any means. Yeah, they're and she nails both of them. Yeah, and I, 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 I loved it. I thought it was so funny. Um, and then, uh, I keep forgetting his name. Chad is not a name that I like. I don't like the name Chad for him because I keep forgetting it. Um, but Chad, his whole scene in the backyard, I really liked that. I liked Ghost Space, you know, using the tracker to to find him. And that, like you said, his hands are too bloody to like work his screen, so he has to throw it. And Ghostface comes out of the the fucking shed. And I did for a moment was like, uh. That just hit an artery, right? When it stabbed him in the leg and he kept like gushing blood. I was like, mm, that looks a little, little uh, deadly. Um, <laughs> but him coming out of the shed was such a fucking cool shot because it was like, like, even though we saw that, right? It was still cool. Yeah. But we saw it in a different way. And so I liked That's the true. way that they did it here better because in the way that we saw it, it was some big, like focused on ghost face, like up close shot where he's like arm spread. And in the scene, we just see it in the background, mostly out of focus until Ghostface catches up to to Chad. And I thought that yeah. was so cool because it's like such an urgency that was with Casey from from the original, right? Yeah. Um, and so I loved I think, that. I thought that was really cool. I do think like so the the Judy West's mom son scene I think is my yeah. favorite, like intense. But I think like Chase scene that Chad scene was my. I mean, it's like shorter, but I thought it was like, with the beeping and. My only critique, and again, yeah. this is stupid and minor, and I don't care. I'm not saying, like, yeah. whatever. If you clone someone's phone, I don't know that, like, a Find My Friend would still work on it, right? I don't know how that works. I don't know. I have no idea. I think it just, like, gives the appearance of being the number. But, like, yeah. I don't know that that would work. But, like, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I did think that was, like, a good... It's funny, Zach, because like uh, when like that scene was happening, I was like, ooh, I wonder if Zach hates this because this is, like, using technology, technology. to, like... It's Get just him. technology in a really good way, right? It's technology in a way that really makes sense and not a stupid, brainless, mindless way. I think that's where the differ- it differentiates for me because I don't want to see anybody getting killed via TikTok. You know? <laughs> <I don't, laughs> that would have pissed me off to no end. Um, <laughs> but it was, like, really cool here because, like, find, as, as soon as they said that in at the beginning when they talked about Find My Friends, I was like, oh, that's good. That's clever. Like... I watch Alistair's location all the time. We are the boyfriends who watch each other's location. <laughs> the um, only person I do that with is my ex-boyfriend. We have five my friends for each other. <laughs> I know. Me and Alistair always look at each other's locations. Um, <laughs> and it's, I, I, I just, I really liked that. I, that was a good, like, way to usher in technology here. Um, Mindy's 
there weren't a lot of chase scenes in this, were there? There, they didn't really have like a big main chase scene. So that's why I'm like kind of calling the like West Judy because yeah. it like was for me like the big. But like again, it's not a chase scene, but like it was yeah. what would be the chase scene. I don't know. I think this was the closest probably to a chase scene is because he is running and he has a moment where he hides and he has a moment where he gets caught up with, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Mindy's kind of attack scene I thought was a little too quick, but I really liked that it introduced the room full of teens all pointing at each other like who's the killer. I fucking loved that part. I thought that part was so funny and so cool that everybody was like screaming at each other like, You're the you guys all came in alone. Like who was alone here? Also... I, Amber saying, no, I know it's me and shooting fucking uh, live in the face and staying yeah. welcome to act three. Like, yeah, I, the meta-ness almost caved in on itself at that point, but I fucking loved it. Like, oh, I, it was so I, it gave me the chills. It was really good because like, I, I, I still, I still think I would have liked for like most of the teens to have been killers, but I did grow to like the teens so much that I'm glad most of them yeah. weren't. Um, and I'm glad that, because Amber didn't really do anything for me. I guess that's where we're at, is Amber, she didn't really do anything for me. I didn't really, like, care. I, I kept forgetting her character. So when she was revealed yeah. as the killer, I was like, meh, I guess. Um, yeah. It's okay. But then that makes me more excited because then I know my favorite characters are still around and still able to go. Although, yeah, yeah. Who was her name? Liv, girl with the pink hair. I liked her a lot. I enjoyed her, and I thought she was a standout, and I think she was one of the standouts they didn't mean to be a standout, and uh, I'm, I'm bummed that they killed her. But I, but it was so cool, though, right? Yeah, the way she they just did like, it was funny. The way they did it was cool. <laughs> and I loved everybody literally pointing her out as the killer, and <laughs> she's like, I'm not the fucking killer! And then Amber goes... I know I am like yeah. so quick, so, so good. quick. It was very good. Um, poor, poor Amber. I don't know. Amber was like trying to do the stew thing. I guess she was the stew who was like, she kept doing yeah. the gritting her teeth and getting really animated, you know, doing all that. Um, I wish she would have had a little bit of her own personality instead because I did. I, I thought her and Tara were like love interests. I thought it was, just on her end. I thought like, oh, well, she's in love with Tara because she's like so okay. weirdly like about her. Um, and I was kind of glad they didn't. She was like, oh. I don't know. We already had a queer character, so I wouldn't have yeah. been I wouldn't have been mad if one of the killers was also queer. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know. That could have gotten a little messy, you know, if it was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It, 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 again, nothing that like takes me out of the movie for yeah. it. Um, next up we had... I guess uh, the last of the new characters, Vince, the most inconsequential character who like made no sense why he was even there. So like we see him from across the lot and, you know, the bad boy ex-boyfriend in his cool car and we like get a quick introduction for him. We see him at a bar later on and that's it. Like he gets killed and like why else was he in the movie then? I think so. I do think they added that because they were like. We won't have, like, if he didn't die, they wouldn't have had a kill for, like, yeah. until Judy and Wes. So I almost feel like they just were like, we need another character to die. And, like, that's fine. Fair. Fair. We'll give it. We'll give it. Okay. That was, that yeah. was, he's the, Vince was played by, the he's the um, one that uh, Ivy told us she's friends with. Hmm. Okay. 
I liked him. I thought he was cool. Yeah. I just like he wasn't in it enough for me to get any sort of either satisfaction or hurt out of out of his death or anything. He wasn't. It red was hairy. cool though. Like yeah. I have a gripe with the movie now. I have a gripe. In the trailer, we get this big shot, big sweeping shot. We even talked about I... it in our trailer reaction, and it's not there. Ian, where the fuck is that I... shot? I Because <laughs> clearly it happens while yeah. he's crawling on the ground. Clearly. And I don't know why they cut that out, because it was cool. We both said how cool it looked. Yeah, yeah. I did like him. So it was, what was the... Um... Red Right Hand or something like that. That Nick song. Nick Cave in the Bad Seed. Uh, Red Right yeah, Hand. So yeah, so I yeah. like that that song was kind of playing there on a radio or something like that. I would have, I would have even been cool with it playing like as a part of the soundtrack. But it was cool that it was playing in the radio. And I like when he goes in to like lean in, um, like he immediately like that stab in the neck was so quick and so like just unexpected that it really worked for me. I really enjoyed that too. Yeah, yes, because I I know I just like shit on like a quick death, but like yes, I think. Because you weren't like, and it's a throat. Slit. It's not like it's just like a, a quick stab. It's like yeah. a real quick throat slit. And like, yeah, of course you die from that. Was that a, st- a slit or a stab? Oh, I thought it, it might have been a stab. I, it happened so I fast. Know. Yeah, I, you're, I think you might be right. It might be like, and that would kill you. Like a throat slit or yeah. a throat stab would. Yes, you die. Um, but the thing I liked is that it was music playing in his car. But then when he turns off his car. When he turns around and he gets stabbed, it goes right back to like the song becomes the soundtrack because the song oh, plays. Did it? Oh, maybe yeah. I missed it. Okay. Hmm. Um, and then he crawls on the ground like, and it's like playing, but you hear the car. Um, yeah. And I just, I don't know. I really liked that. I thought yeah. it was like a cool. I do again. I don't know why the fuck they cut that out of like Ghostface Shadow, but uh, it was just cool. I don't know. A, a quick character getting a quick death, I guess, makes sense. You know, so it's okay. Um, so the killer reveal. Uh, they again, it was like meh for me because I really didn't care about these characters enough, and I wasn't really like, I don't know. I, I again like because. I'd been getting, I've been seeing all of these rave reviews. I thought that the the killer reveal was going to be something like uber spectacular, um, and it was kind of average. You know, it was kind of like it was like okay, it was like two, uh, two people who met on a subreddit, and one of them like lives in Stu Walker's house now. I I I was genuinely surprised that Richie was the killer. I will say that I yeah. was genuinely surprised. Um, yeah. So like, but I don't know. I, everyone was dead at that point. It had to be one of them, and I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> right like <laughs> I, I think so um i i was surprised that richie was and i guess i i guess i was surprised that amber was because i re- wasn't expecting it but it wasn't this type of surprise that i was shaken by you know it wasn't anything like that i th- I, mean, I was i about- was like sure that we were that when all of the teens were in the room that a couple of them were going to start laughing with each other and being like yeah it's all of us or something like that i don't know something like crazy like that but um it was fucking bananas that she literally just, this 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 bitch just starts shooting up the room, <laughs> like it, it like fits right, you know. If we want to make a little commentary on gun violence, you know, just like all over the place. Um, love that Amber when Sydney and Gail show up. Amber like goes out and she's like ah. so uber dramatic about it. She's like, I've been stabbed, and they're like trap. <laughs> They're both just like, bitch. Like, like we've seen this. We've seen this. Um, I was worried when, I will say, when Gail got shot, I wasn't worried yeah. she was dead, but I was worried that, as happened in a few of the movies, when Gail gets attacked, she's kind of just out of the movie for the rest of the movie. Like, I was like, yeah. she was like, Sydney, finish this. I was like, no, I don't want Gail to be sidelined the rest of the fucking movie. I was glad she, like, came into it. 
No? Yes? That's happened in like all of them, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that happened in three, did it? Dewey and Gale, it happened to both of them, kind of, because they were like locked outside of the room, I guess. But they weren't like, they weren't like unconscious or whatever, but yeah, like. okay, yeah. And then two, she is there, but she does get shot and like. Why do they there. always do that? What, what yeah, is right? the point of that? Come on now. Um, <laughs> I think the whole like final act of the house was. I would have liked to have seen it played out a little bit more because like what's so great about it in the original is that it takes so long. Like that's why they called it scene 118 is because we get so much in that. Like we get Dewey and Gale going off. We get like all of this like cool stuff. It would have been even nice for like Gale to be driving and like look over and see a spot where like her and Dewey had been like, you know, kissing or something like, I don't know, just like some little something for me, for myself. <laughs> but I think I most of this was on it. a set, wasn't it? Like, I think this was a set. I don't think it was the actual house. I think I they know. were on a, a set and it was like COVID. And so like, I don't know. Um, yes. You know what? I, you're right. Because I saw a picture of Mason Gooding outside that shed and that was completely a set. Like the where a warehouse was the background. Yeah. Cause I remember being like, Oh, that was a set. Like I assumed that was at least outside, but yeah, no, I was also worried that cause in the poster we have that main house and then behind it is like a, a whole neighborhood. And I'm like, mm, that was on a hill. There's no neighborhood there. And I was worried <laughs> that we we're going to be in a neighborhood. Um, I'm glad they kept with continuity. The house looked great. It is weird that so when Sydney calls her and she's like, you're in Stu Mocker's house for the movie that kept like pretty much a lot of things secret. It's weird that that reveal was not a secret, right? Yeah. Like we knew they were in Stu's house. We knew that. Again, I was just like sure from the trailer. I thought I thought I was like figuring it out. You know, I thought I was the big genius figuring the whole trailer out. Um, I, I just thought that everything in the trailer was going to be like the first half of the movie and like we weren't going to see the final act, um, which is but it was fine. I think the final act played out pretty cool. Um, it was <laughs> all of this is where the teenagers kind of dropped the ball a little bit is like having a house party was the safest thing they could do. And when they are all like, get the fuck out, it makes sense that Amber's saying get the fuck out. But like everybody, you know what? It was Richie. No, second Richie. watch, it was Richie and Amber. Oh, okay. I take it back. Good job. Good <laughs> job. We'll take, we'll take it. Because yeah, it would have made sense for all of them to like literally just be hanging out there, right? Um, I thought the inhaler excuse, you can't really, like if she needs her fucking inhaler, she needs her inhaler. She probably can't yeah. get to a pharmacy right then anyway. She would need a prescription. Like it makes sense to go and She said that, yeah. Be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so good way to get them there. It was, that was pretty smart. Um, love that Sydney and Gail put the tracker on uh, the car. <laughs> everything, everything Sydney and Gail did was perfect for me in this movie like just and i love when she says seems like something gail weathers would do <laughs> yeah i only wish that we had a little bit more investigative work with them um because i think that could have been where we got more of them is doing a little buddy cop thing you know sydney was like i got a kids i got kids and a husband i'm coming in real quick to kill these killers and put my kids to bed like and she did right Literally. like she was in and out they weren't pressed she was good um i the scene of Sydney walking in the house was just, I don't think I could have loved that scene anymore. Like I just, her and her being like, oh, hello. Like this version of Sydney, oh, I just loved it. And I loved the way she talked to the killer. And she's yeah. like, where'd you go? And he's like, this is the other one. And she's like, oh, two killers. I've seen this movie before. This is the most derivative. Like, mm -hmm. and just like shooting first and even saying, killer or survivor i am giving you five seconds to come out before i start shooting because she was really like 
let's do this. Like we're getting this done real quick yeah. and I'm getting out. <laughs> I just, and, and, and it uh, makes so much sense, right? Because like Sydney, we do see, this is what I really like about this franchise and about Sydney as a final girl is that we get a natural progression from movie to movie to movie. Like it's not any, there's no part where it kind of falters. So we, we've talked a lot about in four, how she's very capable in four. By that point, she would have to be, you know, in three, yeah. she kind of hides out, but in four, she's ready to go. And this one, She's she's ready to go and she's ready to do it in a timely manner. Like she's yeah. getting it done. I like that instead of like checking doors, she like shoots the door. <laughs> like let's just go and hit somebody, you know? Let's just I gave everybody in the house 5 seconds and you didn't come out. There's a chance you're going to get shot. And I like I Not like my problem. Uh, I like Richie up in the closet when she shoots his leg and he's like very reasonable. He's like, "Of course I wasn't coming out. You were shooting everything." <laughs> it was good, you know, and I like that because like again, this Sydney is doing things in a very timely manner. She's only here she doesn't want to fucking be in this town. Um, and so, and so, when she walks in, she's not having these big moments where she's reliving all of her trauma in all of the different areas in the house. She's not walking into the kitchen and seeing that, and you know, she's moving through to find somebody, and that's it. That's all she's here for. She doesn't Wait, give a shit. Did we talk about this already? Because like, we talked about surviving legacy characters. Did we talk about who her husband is? Mark. Yeah, her husband. And it's Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, from yes, the, yeah. it has to be because like that's the only Mark character. So very I, happy to see that. I, it's it's been confirmed since that that's it? who that was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they tried to get him at all. Right, I wonder, but like I'm okay with not, but I want Sydney to be happy, right? So I'm like, yeah, that was a guy that was nice to her. Great. In Have my mind, Patrick Dempsey is still Grey's Anatomy, and so Sydney is living in Seattle with her kids and Doctor McDreamy, <laughs> and I love it for her. I'm happy for her. Um, and I like that. Like that, I would have loved to. Again, I would have loved to have seen it because I'm such a, a fan of like of this, and I've stuck with it. But. Um, she really wants to keep us away from her family, and I get it. And I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like she, and I feel like Nev Campbell's a little bit like Sydney Prescott. So in the um, beginning of Scream Three, I, I just saw that, and I feel like we've talked about it at some point. But I, I saw that um, the opening was supposed to be Nev getting attacked by a fan, right? And like that was going to send her into hiding. That was in the like, oh really original, no I didn't, like original I didn't know that. treatment for it yeah and I thought that was that would have been so cool like the fan commentary of it because we were we haven't really gotten into and this one like, we did though yeah yeah we, this is this is like the first one we really did that because we've just we've we've gone through like you know wanting fame out of it um, we've gone through like fans of horror movies but never the fans of this franchise in in this universe um, and I liked that we kind of did that and that, that that's our characters uh, or our killers motivations is that they are Zack Snyder fans slash Star Wars fans, you know, in essence, and they <laughs> just want to go out there and they're mad. I don't know. I mean, what if they treated Sydney all crazy? You want to go, you want to go like the stage a little something, Ian? That what we do? <laughs> well, um, so I, had, I actually have to point this out too, because I yeah I want you to know I wrote like a bunch of notes on this little piece of scrap paper. Um, when Amber is in the basement and Mindy yeah. goes to find her and turns on the light, did you notice that there's like a? It remind I I I feel like it's a reference to the Babadook, but I'm not positive because you remember in the Babadook how she sees like kind of like my hooks her. on my wall and thinks yeah, and she thinks oh that's the Babadook, yeah. but it's just like a coat on a hanger. Behind Amber, there's a coat on a hanger with like a white hat or a white 
scarf above it and it looks like Ghostface for a second and it's like directly behind her. I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure if that was a reference or or, or not to anything. I wasn't thinking the back of Babadook, but like that, that scene felt familiar to me. So, um, I don't know. I I like the whole basement part where she goes down and like Mindy shows up and they're both like, how do I know you're not the killer? I am, but I'm not really, (laughs) but like, how do I know you're not really, if you say that you're not. And And like, realistically, Amber was probably just annoyed with her because she's like, I'm the fucking killer. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, When Mindy's going up the stairs, Amber gives her a little look. Like she's like, but like that sold the scene for Amber for me. Like that was like, Amber's not the killer, right? Like, I don't think Amber's (laughs) the killer here. Um, uh, I thought Amber was going to die pretty quickly, but she didn't, and she kept surviving, so I should have known, I guess. You know, she's like yeah. somebody who should have died a little bit earlier had she been a victim. Um, not the killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally thought but, this was going to be the garage, too, like not the basement. I was also going to say that. Why did it look like the garage, right? Like, I kept being like, why are they calling it a basement? It's the garage where Tatum gets killed, but I guess it wasn't, right? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Um, maybe that was just something with like logistics about the set and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it would have been cool to see this, the Tatum death scene. I don't know. A little bit cool. Um, I did read, um, because I've been going like crazy looking up trivia, Rose McGowan, they asked her to come back in a voiceover form. Mm-hmm. And she did not have nice things to say and said, have fun with your movie. I'm not doing that. It was literally okay. the statement she put then, out. Then whatever, Rose McGowan. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. 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 <laughs> movie was fun without you. Yeah, it was it was a good <laughs> little movie. So <laughs> I thought the action at the end was so cool. All of the action at the end was so great and everybody flipping around and everything. Hmm. Right. Like Okay. We're gonna go I, a little bit out of order here, but I really want to talk about this part with you, Ian, because I love you and I, I, I think this I know you're gonna appreciate this as much as me. Um so in the original, Sydney's in the corner in the kitchen, right? In this one, Gail and Sydney flip this bitch over the fucking island and put her ass in the corner. Did you not just like have the the highest like heartbeat? The biggest boner of my life. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, oh, like I, the best so, action scene of of all of them for that. Right. Part. Like, yeah. I am a big advocate of shut the fuck up and watch the movie. Like, I hate when people make noise. But I definitely went, yes, when they did that. Like, out loud, I was so excited. It, like, we've never seen them work together physically, right? Like, they shoot Debbie Stolt together. But, like, you know, they're shooting someone. They're not, like, physically fighting. This is, like, I'm positive it's the first time that they fought someone together. And they kick her fucking ass. And it is so gratifying to watch, especially after she just insulted Dewey. And they're the fucking Avengers, you know? They're, like, flipping and doing Natasha somersaults and, like, all of that. I fucking (laughs) love it. Like, there's no way to fucking describe it. And I'm not seeing gay Twitter talk about it enough. Um, We need to talk about that flip a little bit more after this weekend. I get it. No spoilers this weekend. But, like, Ian, we're going to be doing so many fucking memes out of that. We're going to get so much out of that. I just... I'm like... (laughs) I felt like it felt like Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox were having fun too. Like when, when Nev smashes the bottle in her face and Gail laughs and goes, hand sanitizer. (laughs) Like, Oh, was that Gail that said that? I thought it was, um, I thought that Amber said that. Oh, okay. I'll take it. Gail's like smiling and says, hand sanitizer. (laughs) Which is a great reference to COVID by the way. I take it as a reference (laughs) to COVID. Um, It's just their whole kitchen part was so fun. It was so much fun. You know what? I love their outfits now. I always kind of shit on the outfits from the rest of the movies outside of the first one because I'm like, it's not memorable. Gail's blue shirt has really sold me. I think this is probably like one of my favorite Gail outfits. 
I, I, I wasn't sold as much on the blue as you were, but now I am. Yes. I, yes. I thought they were very, and Sydney looks good in that. Ja- I think Sydney has never looked hotter. Like yeah. that jacket was a good fit on her. Her hair looked yeah. great. Like yeah. the boots and the tight jeans. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Um, Gail, when she gets shot and goes down outside, she comes when they bring her back in. She was a little bit more roughed up than she should be. But like, I'm glad we're at that stage. You know, give us the yeah. like the the sh- disheveled hair and everything. They are such a <laughs> fucking pair. And I fucking love it. I love that Sam kind of like leaves them to do their own thing for a little bit while she goes off and like deals with with Richie, you know, and we get this whole moment with them and they team up and they like set this bitch on fire and so good, man. So I, good. I, when they shoot her and she fucking bursts into flames, like, fuck, <laughs> I loved it. It's so like, cool. It, it borders on, like, I, I think you had said this about Stream 3, where it's like Scree- Scooby Doo meets Die Hard. It definitely bordered yeah. on that in this scene, but I didn't fucking care. I loved it. Like, yeah. I, it, it, it upped the action, but like, I mean, we both loved it in a way that like fans still, lo- like, it still felt like not real but you know what i mean like in universe it wasn't like her doing a kick flip flipping over the girl or whatever but like i don't know i honestly I... would have even been like cheering in my seat had she <laughs> right. done that had gail done that, like a backflip and kicked somebody <laughs> and you know <laughs> i've been okay with it and i had to cheer it on and not given a single criticism um uh, did you no think notes. did you think at any point that these two during like this this final battle that any of them were gonna die because sydney yeah. does get stabbed in the stomach and she goes down and like gail's like stay with me and all that um no at this point and uh, my best friend Kevin texted me today after he had yeah. seen it. He said, you know what my favorite thing is? That Gail and Sydney are fucking indestructible. And that, yes, I agree with that. Uh, I At that point, I was confident, no, they're living. Like, everyone who's died is going to die except for the killers. These are our four main girls. They're not dying. Like, I... At that point, I was confident that they were good. Like, I, yeah. I actually had no... I was like, I can't wait for them to kill these motherfuckers. Yeah, and I even love that they make the commentary that, like, you have to die now, Sydney, because you living through another movie would be ridiculous. Like, it would be <laughs> yeah. ridiculous, and she's going to do it. And guess what? We're going to love it, and we're going to be happy about it. <laughs> like, I... And no shade at all. I really, yeah. really feel this movie made Gail and Sydney. Granted, I'm a faggot and I already thought this, but really bumped them up to the final girls. Like they, we portrayed them as people who like, they, they work through their trauma and they are over it. And they are just like, this is fucking annoying. At this yeah. point, they are like, I'm coming in here to shoot up this house because a killer's in here somewhere and I'm not dealing with this bullshit again. We're done. We're not dealing with it. And for me, that is the most like empowering final girl version it felt so Buffy to me when like, you know, like think of like some of our favorite Buffy moments. Like I think of uh, her on the tower with Joel gray when he's like, this will be interesting. And he has his knife and she's like, and just like pushes him right off. And like, that's it. She's done with you. Um, That's what this kind of felt like the Sydney and Gail. Like for me, they are, there's like no contest. They are the final girls. Like they, they handled it. They got in, got out. I don't know. I, 
and them just tag teaming that girl together. Just, <laughs> it's just, uh, it doesn't get better than that. Like it, it, it really, and the fact that this girl is like 16 or 17 years old, like they're kicking this like, like five teenagers out. <laughs> <laughs> like it works. And I like the, I like how manic this girl is also is like, I did like how manic Amber is like, as soon as she gets flipped, she's like, literally like, I've been radicalized. That's not my yeah. fault. It's just, but then she's like immediately back in like, yeah, I'm glad killed Dilly Dewey though. You know, like it was, it was good. It was good moment um the what else what else when sam got What'd stabbed of, i thought yeah. she was gonna die i, I did sure too i actually yeah die. again though stomach wounds don't do shit except to judy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> except for poor judy unless you're like a poor mom unless you're like this like nice mom <laughs> My Judy, my um, Judy, my bloody I, Judy. I was, I was a little, yeah. We literally got a, a bloody Judy in this movie. Um, I was a little worried about Sam when she got stabbed, but I, I, I don't know. I at that point I was like pretty confident, and we had seen so many people like Tara get stabbed a lot of times and be okay. So I was like, eh. yeah. almost <laughs> would have been fine. Also, had Sam died because. Leaving so us weird. without like a main final girl would have been would have been like a new twist. It would have been a new like turn on something where we get all of the surviving side characters instead of the surviving final girl. You know that would have been cool. I think. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. You know she'll come back. Um, uh, their whole fight was cool. I liked them. I always like people going down some stairs. I like Sam and, and Richie going down <laughs> the stairs together. Um, Everybody was like really fucking battling it out. Like they've all got bruises for days after this. And poor fucking Tara's still fighting. She still has to fight with her fucking with crutches. A crunch. <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus. They don't get but a fucking I, break. And I the thing I also liked is not only were like Sydney and Gale were shot and stabbed and like pretty badly beaten up. Yeah. That end there where they're like, damn, we're good. We're good. We're gonna sit here. Like, we're good. Like sucks though, man. Yeah. Another gunshot to the stomach. Same place. <laughs> Another knife wound to the stomach. Same place. Like it really was. Like that was exactly yeah. where Sydney was stabbed in four. That's where Gail was shot in two. Like yeah. This is, so like the very end, I and mean, when after they like killed them all, and uh, okay, Sam killing Richie after like she it. said, oh. As, as brutal as I wanted it to be, right? Because Final Girl's killing somebody is always kind of pretty. It always looks yeah. a little clean. She fucking, fucking went fucking bananas, right? And I fucking loved it. She was like as high as she could lift the fucking <laughs> knife over and over and over. Did somebody stop her or did she stop herself? I don't remember. No, because she just slits his throat. Ah, that's right. That's right. Then yeah. she stands up and she's covered in blood and Sydney. And I, I really liked it. I will say Sam felt like the weakest link, but I did like her like end here. I did like yeah. where she ended up. Like I liked, like you said, she had a brutal and it was that blood was all the blood that came from her stabbing him. It wasn't like yeah. just Sydney's covered in blood, but that's because of like the fights and the people that have died near her and whatever yeah. um, in one. But like she, that was all her, the her boyfriend's blood from her stabbing him. And I love when Gail and Sydney come out and Sydney's like, watch out. They always come back. And she just pulls the gun. That man is clearly dead. And she shoots yeah. him a bunch of times and then blows his brains out. Cause it, it really did feel like, Hey, um, if we're doing a requel, like 
you get the job done. This is the movie yeah. to get the job done. Yeah, efficiently, you know, an efficient worker, put it on your resume, you've got it, you're a good killer, um, good final girl, and then she comes, I, li- I even liked Amber coming out at the very yeah. end, all charred up, like that was fucking cool, reminded me of Chucky a little bit, you know, <laughs> they shoot her ass, um, and then like we've got our surviving characters and I like that, I think what some of the older movies like kind of fail at sometimes is having enough surviving yes. characters to maybe continue um because you can't start a new movie with a bunch of new characters we needed we needed a surviving cast so we've got Mindy and Chad who who else we've got Samantha we've got Tara we've got Sydney and Gail do we have any more or is that it I, I think that's it but oh that's, that's still that's more than class. most that's a movies. cast yeah that's a yeah. whole cast right there we've got Kirby we do have Kirby Kirby that's would be yeah. the next one I'm like totally sold that Kirby's gonna be in six um well and like and, I think I think that's another reason why you and I feel the way we do about two because right like yeah cotton is the only extra person that survives and like who gave a fuck um I and like we ex- shut the fuck up man it's cotton fucking like, weary put some respect ex- on his name we exchanged him for randy right and yeah. like yeah. i don't know i i felt like that like you said that's like a critique that we could have for all of the other ones is that they you know and in four we had all these new characters and every single one of them died even her fucking aunt dies um yeah, yeah so i do think Again, that's like a smart thing to do because this movie felt like it was interested in world building. It felt like it was creating the world of Woodsboro and not in an annoying way, but like in like it felt natural and like having more survivors and, you know, just like a a wink that Kirby's alive. And like, I don't know, shit like that, I think was something that might have been missing from the, it was something I would say was missing from the other ones. I agree. I agree. I do think that just summed up, I think this movie was so well made it was like such an attention to detail such an attention to like just world building storytelling all of it was so good the oh my again starting from the beginning my only critique is that i don't feel i i feel like i wanted more of our our legacy cast and i i think that's where we're going to kind of differentiate here is that you think it was fun i think it wasn't enough um but we have what we have and we have Sydney and Gale still. So going into like a six, what would you want to see? Um, honestly, I want Sydney and Gale. Leave them be. Like I really, really mean that yeah. because I do think this movie <clears throat> gave us and like you know we love the twins, we love Tara. Like and say I'm sure it's not like I hated her, just she was like for me the least interesting. Yeah. Um, we have these four characters. We you know we have Kirby and. I I very much think they can have it be this world and okay, maybe we get a, a, a Sydney cameo where like one of the girls calls her to ask her for advice. Maybe we get a Gail cameo where like she's there reporting and she interviews someone or they see her on TV. But like for me, I'm good. And you know, I love Sydney and Gail, but I'm good with like, I'm all good on them. I think they did pass the torch in a really great way. And I don't want to ruin those characters. Like for me, this was like the best version of them. And I don't want to like ruin that. So mm. I'm cool with like, we're good. I'm all good on Sydney and yeah. Gail. This was like a very perfect final chapter for them. For me, of course, I would love seeing them again. I would get more worried that we would lead to like Halloween resurrection. You know what I mean? Like I would be worried we would get to that point with them where it's like, 
these actors don't want to do this shit anymore. So we're just going to kill them in a five minute scene. That sucks. You know, cause you run, you run the potential of like running out of things to do with them. And yeah. so you do the worst that you can do with them. Um, I would agree with that. I think that Gail is somebody who would never leave one of these situations alone. She will always be somebody to show up. If something like this is happening, I think Sydney absolutely wants to be kept out of it. And I'm okay with that. I think if we're going to bring one of them back, it's Gail. I think I'm okay yeah. leaving Sydney out. I would love to see her in a cameo, like you said, like a phone call or something. Or maybe, you know what, a great like scene, maybe like faux opening or something is Sydney thinking that somebody's there to do mm -hmm. something. And she like opens the door and it's like empty or something. Or like she answers the phone and like, you know, the, the debt collector, you know, <laughs> like the other that. wait, the other Easter egg I got to bring up that I have on my okay. little note here that I don't know if you noticed. Because the second time around, I actually almost missed it because people were, I think, laughing at something or maybe talking. The second yeah. time, there was a row of annoying teens talking the entire time. When Gail, when Dewey's watching Gail, did you catch what she says when he comes back in from shutting the door on them? When he comes back in from shutting the door on? Like, she's talking about her bangs. And she says, so if I ever <gasps> oh, get no, no, bangs no, I again. Yes, I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. If I ever get bangs again, somebody needs to give me an intervention or something like that. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> um, I, oh, when Dewey just watches her every morning. I felt so sad for that. And that he had Tatum's just... ashes, and we never acknowledged Tatum before. Did he have Tatum's ashes? I didn't see that. Oh, oh yeah, I missed the, it. The, the picture of him and Gail that he had, which I did read was a real picture of from when they were married. The oh, actors. yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was on top of his thing with his guns, but right next to it was a box that said Tatum. It was her ashes. It was like a mm -hmm. ashes box. Okay. Yeah. Mm, I like that. I like the attention to continuity because we really don't get a whole lot of like people mourning the past and like addressing their trauma. Um, but I don't know, like going into another one, I, I really want Kirby. I really want these surviving characters. I think it would be cool if... If they just couldn't have a movie without Sydney, and that the next directors had to have Sydney, um, and Nev Campbell signed on and everything, I think it would be cool to have like a final girl movie. You know, like we have Sam, we have um, we have Kirby, we have Sydney, we have Gail, we have. I guess Mindy and Chad would be in it. Um, were there any final girls from the other ones? I don't think so. Okay, yeah, just the final girl movie where like they're trying to pick off the the final girls or something like that would be nice you know it's funny that you said that because i was thinking of grady Hendrix's uh final girl support group and i was thinking sydney yeah. would lead that group like this version of sydney would absolutely be the leader of that group yeah i and i'm not trying to i'm not shut trying to shit up. on other shut up. i'm not shut up but i just love the idea of this woman not turning into like a crazy MAGA like fuck yeah. you I'm gonna make my trauma your problem she's not she's MAGA like, stop it I won't allow that I won't allow it just because she has guns is not because it means she's MAGA fuck off what I will agree with you on I'm gonna add to you I'm gonna tack okay. on without your your fucking slander <laughs> Um, I think the crazy and the hyper paranoid and everything works for Laurie Strode. I don't think it needs to be every single final girl and every single like returning character, right? I like seeing Sydney as capable as Laurie Strode, but she's still very much sane and she's still very much Sydney. She's retained herself um, just with like, you know, she always knows to watch her peripheral, you know? But you're not allowed to fucking talk about Laurie Strode. Don't do this shit to me. We will no, I I end this. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, 
you, you don't have to te- you don't have to tear one down to t- bring another up. You don't have to do this, Ian. I didn't don't name have anyone. To. I didn't name anyone. What the fuck um, are you talking but, about this one? But I I got my I own quote, scream knife here. I can quote Adam Sass if you would like, because he said that in that scream article I wrote, like Sydney versus Lori. That like it's nice to see like you didn't have to become a gun nut because of your trauma and like. Yeah. That but is again, what I like. But I, yeah, yes, okay. I, I just, I think that it Sydney works so well just still being Sydney and not having to have lost her entire identity. I think if we're going to go with the idea that Laurie Strode's whole life has been ruined by something, um, that's okay. They just have to commit to it, right? They have to like commit to that. That's not Laurie Strode from Halloween one, like ever again. She never, she lost that person, that person died. But Sydney didn't die. Sydney tried for movie after movie after movie to continue her life. You know, she even she even went on and had kids with like she has at least three because she said she needs to get the girls to school and she's pushing a baby. So she has three kids and she has a husband. She's done. Oh, I thought it was a twin stroller. I assumed oh, it, it was a twin stroller. Oh, why is she getting babies to school? Wrong. She don't got to get babies to school. Maybe four kids. Okay, she's got four kids. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking uh, when she said girls to school that it was like these like twins in the stroller. But it could have been a one-person stroller. Yeah. She, yeah. I just appreciate that Sydney has held on to herself, you know, throughout everything. And that does make her America's final girl, like like we've we've said before. And I think it just makes sense and it's it's really admirable and it's really like an inspiration to know that you know you can go through all this shit and still come out and be like i i can still go on living right i don't have to hold myself up in my house (laughs) i'm gonna cry jesus christ that was that was very nice i hate emotion Um, no I know you do, dickhead, but fuck you. <laughs> I, as someone who, like, I compare my trauma to a horror movie often, right? Like, I compare it to that. So Sydney is very inspiring to me that, mm. like, I often spiral and let my depression get the best of me. And, like, you know, I've seen one dead body and I think of it all the time. But, like, the fact that, like, we can see this Sydney who did get, like, fucking depressed and does get still scared sometimes, but, like, still functions and still, like, is, like, no, I got to help. And, like... We're going to do this. I'm getting in and getting out. I'm not, this killer wants to taunt me. I'm not doing this again. Like we've already done this. I'm, I'm not playing this game. I just, it's, it is nice. And you're right. All those things you said were very nice. And I could cry hearing them because I love you. And I love Sydney Prescott. So fuck kill you. Sydney Prescott. I'm a killer <laughs> and Gale in front of you. <laughs> Thursday is going to be our Scream 5 live stream where we'll be having three special guests joining us. You'll have to tune in to find out who they are. Yes, then it's going to be very fun. We're going to talk more about this movie, but like instead of just us little faggots rambling on, we're going to get other people. going to be five faggots. And we're going to work five faggots, you know, five hour stream, the five stream. Um, (laughs) Oh, just closing out. Really good. I, I really enjoyed their little touch of uh, why are they calling it stab? Who are they trying to fool? It's stab eight. Yes. Good little touch there. Good little meta metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Ian, where can everybody find my bloody Judy? Uh, for right now, as of right now, you can find my bloody Judy in Slayerfest 98's podcast feed. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, no, all other places you get your podcasts and um, yeah. on social media at Slayerfest X98, which is where you can find right now all the My Bloody Judy stuff. Yes. And Zachary, where can they find My Bloody Judy on YouTube? 
You can, for now, you can go to youtube.com slash AZB bonus features and leave down in the comments or hit us up on social media and let us know where you would go with a... Make sure to, like, tag it with some spoilers if there's going to be spoilers, okay? Don't ruin the movie for anybody else, but make let us know, like, where you would go in the future for, for this franchise based on this movie, right? Um... I want to hear from y'all, but thank you so much, Ian, for being here with me and doing this. I know it's not your favorite movie. It's just a little, you know, little indie movie that you never heard of, and we've seen it recently, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Casey Booker. No, um, not a franchise I have attachment to. Not one at all. Not one at all. Your shirt's on. Your shirt's very nice today. <laughs> just says words i don't know what they mean <laughs> no, 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 no. all right also if you uh if the auctions are still going you can buy clock of doom by gail weathers and out of the shadows by sydney prescott on over on ebay there's auctions going for both of those um i thought you were already, trying why are you telling people aren't you trying to it's win? already six hundred dollars i can't afford it i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it <laughs> if i had bought it a year ago they were selling all of gail weathers books and sydney's book for a thousand dollars so that was my time and i think i missed it but Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye.